Welcome to the Nonprofit Answers Podcast, where you find answers to your marketing and fundraising questions. You will learn how to raise more money to help more people. And now your host, Jeremy Rice. Hi, and welcome. I'm uh, Jeremy Rice, and thank you so much uh, for taking some time out to join us today to talk major and mid-level donors. Uh, I'm joined by two of the best in the fundraising business. Uh, Tim Smith uh, has been uh, in the fundraising industry for decades, Tim. Um, Kim, can you uh, introduce yourself, tell the audience here a little bit about um, who you are and what you've done? Yes, many decades, Jeremy, many <laughs> decades. So, um, yeah, Tim Smith, I, uh, I lead a, a group called Nonprofit DNA, and uh, we work with uh, charities around the country and just helping them uh, uh, raise money and improve their capacity, have had the opportunity to work for some great uh, nonprofit organizations uh, throughout my career and uh, privileged to have written a couple of books on uh, the subject of major donor uh, life. So uh, great to be here today. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, if you guys have uh, donors are people too, if you haven't picked that up and read it, it is the Bible on relationship fundraising. Also joined here with Mike Myers. Mike, uh, also many decades of nonprofit experience, uh, but I've worked with Mike uh, for the last 10 years or so, and uh, he is one of the foremost experts on mid-level donors. Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, thanks, man. Great to be here. Um, I have worked maybe a couple decades, maybe a little over a couple decades in the business, but uh, I love what we do, love what we get to do with nonprofit organizations. I work along with Tim at uh, Nonprofit DNA and also have the privilege of serving with Krista Ministries uh, as Chief Development Officer, um, but also uh, like Tim, with a good friend, Dale Berkey, uh, wrote a book on mid-level donors, and uh, hopefully we can get that into people's hands. I think it's a great resource as well. I'm uh, so excited to have you guys here with us today. We're going to talk uh, mid and major donor fundraising in times of crisis. So as you can imagine, in times of crisis, and especially economic when there's an economic element to that crisis and an economic downturn, raising money from mid-levels and uh, major donors can be a challenge. And there's a lot of people out there who are in situations uh, where they don't know what to do. They don't know uh, how to respond during the situation. And so thankful to have you guys here to talk through, uh, you know, how, what do we do uh, when we've got a, a time of crisis and we've got um, majors and mid-level donors out there and, and they're also not sure what to do. So let me just give you a, a like a scenario here, uh, Tim. If you had like a caseload of ninety-five donors, and normally you'd be going out and doing business with them, but right now you can't. Uh, what should you be doing with those donors? Yeah, it's a great question, Jeremy. The uh, yeah, it's 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 the reality of where maybe I think a lot of people are at today, where maybe you have a stay-at-home order or something that's come across in your community and you're homebound as are your donors as are most business leaders and you're just asking the question how how do i do my job and how do we keep our charity growing and 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 developing and i think there, there's a lot of things you can do the most important thing right now is engagement is to think about what are some ways that I can engage with my donors, your caseload, uh, you might call them portfolio donors, your key donors that you're developing as a major donor representative of your organization. 
And I would not be thinking about big uh, financial goals with them or anything else right now. I would just be thinking, how can I engage? And, and, and by engagement, uh, have, a, have a warm, uh, friendly touch with those donors. You know, get on the phone if that's the best way to connect with them. Grab a, grab a video call, kind of like what you're seeing us do here uh, today and just engage with them and see how they're doing pray with them and uh, let them know that uh, you're in this with them they're going to have questions about what's going on with your organization how are you guys doing how is your income how's your revenue and it's a great opportunity just to kind of get that warm engagement that's great thank you um, Mike, kind of same same question, but for mid-level reps, you know, should the calling change? You know, should you be should you be calling donors right now? Um, are they picking up the phone? You know, what, what about mid-level reps? What should we be doing there? Well, the great thing about mid-levels is that um, a lot of organizations, a few different organizations I work with, uh, coaching their mid-level reps, but. Uh, some of those are already homebound people anyway. They're calling out from home. It's a job that there's some jobs I think should be in the office, but I think mid-level is one of those reps is one that you can either set up a bank and have it there in your office, or you can do it from home because most of their work is going to be I call it smiling and dialing. <clears throat> so I think along the way, um, mids have been kind of set up to do this anyway. Um, it's a great time, I think, to reach out to people, especially in a, in a, environment of fear and a lot of unknowns and people being stuck at home. I mean, there's a couple of things there. One, you can address people's fears and do what we do, minister to donors, you know, take care of donors, love on them the best we can. I think that's really important at this time. Uh, make sure that, you know, if a donor is expressing fear or the things that they're, they're walking through, it's not really time to drop a big ask on them. You know, it's like assess the situation and see what's happening on the phone call. And sometimes you just need to be there for somebody. Uh, so I think that's okay. Uh, the other piece too is that people are home, you know, and so they may have, depending on what their work is, they have they may have more time. They may be working like crazy right now. I know our world hasn't slowed down. Our business hasn't slowed down at all. But uh, at the same time, they may be one of those people who can't work or is working less or something like that or has more flexibility or ability to talk to you on the phone because they're at home instead of at the office. Uh, so I think it's a great time to reach out to people uh, and really assess that after you reach out to them, like I said, where they are. Uh, we're in the middle of an ask campaign with one organization that I worked with in the middle of March when a lot of this hit and we had to kind of adjust and we just decided, hey, let's let's see where the donor is right now. And if, it's, if they're in a good place, it's okay to still ask and say, hey, we know we're one of your favorite charities. We're on the phone with you right now, loving on you. Uh, so it's okay to ask somebody. Uh, but if they... Um, if they're, you know, if they're in a tough spot or worried or something like that, it might be a great time to just pray, but good, good space for mid-level reps. That's great. So, um, as I mentioned, and you know, only half jokingly, uh, that you guys have decades in the business, but I mentioned it because you guys have been through economic crises before, and you've been through, um, you know, situations that have drawn attention away from the nonprofit space and, you know, people have put focus really inward. Uh, what from your past experience in situations like this, you know, what should we expect over the next couple of months from majors, from mids? What should we expect from them? What should we expect kind of the process flow to be as we communicate with them on, on how we're going to interact with them over the next couple of months? Well, I think that's a great, great question, Jeremy. I, I think that we do have, uh, we do have the ability to look back 
and see some uh, crazy times in in major major donor life. I mean, I I can uh, look back twenty years even and think about the uh, the anticipation of uh, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand, the Y two K as they called it created a lot of unknowns and it did impact giving with uh, with major major donors in 2001 of course we had such a huge impact uh, through the uh, 911 uh, can- uh, crisis and then of course uh, 2008 uh, was another huge uh, uh, setback for nonprofit organizations as uh, we came through the subprime real estate crisis so you know, as we look at uh, a crisis that we're in today, um, you know, what have we learned? One is that it almost always has a direct impact on the on the generous giving of your of your donors. Uh, if there's a big stock market loss, that's going to impact your your donors. And so that's why I think that opportunity to engage your donors and not make it all about you, the organization, but make it about the donor is what are, you know, really talking uh, to them about what they're, what they're going through. I've spoken to half a dozen people in the last, you know, seven to 10 days who've had major, major loss of their 401ks, their uh, their investments, their uh, non-cash that they were depending on for, you know, their late in life provision. And so, you know, I think there's a, uh, there's a lot of impact that we go through with uh, individuals that are walking through the same thing that our charities are going through. And it's just to just have that reality check that this will have an impact. And you can't sit back and do nothing. You can't just sit that back and say, well, let's just hope for the best. Um, you have to be active and, and, and getting involved. And I think getting in those conversations and, and uh, beginning to uh, help them. Now, what we do know from the past is that we came through it, you know, that we survived it and that it, it created uh, incredible generous response as we emerged from, from crisis. So those are some of the great lessons I think we have from just having walked through a few things like this in our history. Mike, what have you learned? Re- yeah, one thing to remember too is that every crisis is a little different. We definitely learn good lessons from the ones of the past, but everyone's different. I know in my lifetime, I haven't been in a spot where uh, I've had to stay home you know, and be grounded for a long period of time and an unknown period of time. Uh, So I think this current crisis is a little bit different than others, and we don't know how it's going to affect us, but I think we have to try to remain nimble as nonprofits because I was just talking yesterday thinking about, okay, well, a lot of people, if they have to choose to pay their electric bill or their uh, donation this month, they're probably going to choose the electric bill. Uh, which is, you know, makes sense, but it, it people are kind of, they tighten up a little bit during crisis. Uh, so we just have to learn to try to love on those donors. And hopefully you're an organization who has a little money put aside to weather the storm. If you're not, you probably need to have swifter action. Uh, if you do have some money put aside and you can weather a few months, it's probably a good time to see if you can really love on those donors and change your messaging up a bit. 
So one of the uh, most frequent questions I'm hearing right now is from organizations that have fundraising events planned. And a lot of the kind of the sooner ones are being canceled. But for the ones in the fall, a lot of people are asking the question around, do we promote the event? Like, do we put messaging out there? Do we talk to our donors about it now or do we wait? Um, Tim, what do you think about galas, fundraising events, something along those lines? If they're in the fall, do we go ahead and message towards them and start going out looking for sponsors and looking for you know, key donations up front? Or do we hold off on that messaging right now? Well, I think there's a couple of, couple of solutions there. One, I would not cancel events that are in the fall yet. Uh, uh, for one, I think the, um, the venues that you've chosen are going to resist that cancellation and getting out of, out of their contracts right away. Uh, you know, I think we're all in kind of this position of saying, okay, how long are we here? And what's the, what's the life cycle of, of, of this in reality? So definitely would not cancel them, but I also would not do a heavy amount of promotion for them right now. You know, I, I think, I think people are, are consumed with their, their own journey uh, their own transitions right now. And so I would try to, um, you know, hold any, um, any proactive, you know, uh, promotion uh, right now. You know, I was watching, uh, I was watching TV with my wife last night and, uh, you know, one of the shows, an ad came on to, uh, to, to come and gather somewhere. And, uh, you know, which, uh, as we're doing this uh, video, we're actually under a stay at home order, you know, and I thought, boy, you know, marketers would have done well to get in front of that on that particular program we were watching and have a different message, you know, of, of where people are. The other thing that I think you can do is um, in, in lieu of your events, uh, like right now, create a virtual event. And we're working with uh, several organizations right now with um, a, a platform of how they can reach out, engage their donors, and create a really phenomenal donor experience. And it may be part of the messaging of that event might be the current crisis that you're walking through. But for the most part, it's a, it's a time just to draw some great um, really great experience for them just to draw them back to your cause. You know, what is, what is going, going on in that space? And um, if you have any interest in that over at nonprofit DNA, we're, we're helping some organizations sort that out right now. But I think that's a great model of uh, just what you can do in a time when we're all benched right now from being out there. Do you want to become a fundraising leader? Are you looking for the coaching you need to raise more money for your nonprofit so you can help more people? I'm excited to introduce you to the resources at nonprofitdonor.com. We have created timely and relevant fundraising courses to help you achieve your professional goals. From writing great fundraising appeals, to starting a monthly giving program, to developing your major donor program, you'll find the courses you need to excel at nonprofitdonor.com. Use the coupon code PODCAST during checkout to get 25% off through June 30th, 2020. Go to nonprofitdonor.com and become the fundraising expert you want to be.
Yeah, I think one of the big upside potentials coming out of this, I mean, it's a terrible crisis, terrible time of crisis, but uh, one of the things that might come out of this for a lot of nonprofit organizations is both uh, improved digital fundraising and virtual events. And I, I'm really excited uh, for the opportunity to, to try some virtual events and, and try it when donors know that you're trying it for the first time. And so if you have some hiccups, they're not going to, they're going to be more forgiving and to be able to come out of this crisis, knowing how to do those, how to fundraise through virtual events and how to uh, use those in combination with your physical events to really, uh, you know, get some, some higher return from your investment. Yeah. I think one of the things that'd be, that'll be very interesting during this time is the two of you, the, the two of you in every other organization coming together. It's the major donor guy and some person who's focused on marketing, especially digital marketing coming together and trying to figure this thing out as we try to figure out how to go, Hey, should we make this one a digital or a virtual event or should we turn it into a live and wait and postpone it and do a live event at some point? There's also, I think the other cool thing that came up uh, this week, I challenged the team to, uh, hey, bring ideas to the table that you have on income production. <clears throat> so a couple of the mid-level reps and major donor reps got together uh, and yesterday brought together an idea that was, hey, we're going to use exactly what we're doing right here. We're going to use Zoom uh, and we're going to go out and we're going to try to get donors onto a Zoom call because we're thinking, hey, some of these donors may actually have some time right now to get on a Zoom call. So we're going to try to get some donors on a Zoom call. And I said, hey, make sure you put in the invitation the idea that it's okay if your dog's barking in the background and your kids are running through the camera and all kinds of crazy stuff's going on because it's just the new reality that we're working in right now. We have to laugh at ourselves a little bit as we try to move to this virtual working thing. But invite donors and give them up front, hey, it's, it's okay if the kid's crying in the background and you can get up from the call and go attend to whatever you need to do to make people feel comfortable, but it's a great environment potentially to go out and do some, some new kinds of virtual events. It doesn't have to be a full production event. I think those would be awesome too, in the sense where you're trying to replace a gala, definitely try to do something awesome virtually. But I think we also have the potential of doing these maybe little small little pod events, like getting 20 people on a Zoom call or something like that and talking to them about what's happening that really associates with what they're dealing with as well. It's really an interesting time. We're getting a lot more people comfortable on video, uh, which for many of uh, executives, uh, you know, it's helpful for us as fundraisers to get an executive on a video call with somebody and now having them kind of forced into the situation where they have to get comfortable with it. I think it's going to oh. be a benefit for a lot of organizations. Yeah, for sure, Jeremy. I, I've had so many uh, uh, challenges with some of our clients, you know, when we say, hey, let's Zoom. And they're like, oh, let's get on the phone. And, uh, you know, they don't want to, maybe they're not technically driven and all that. But uh, everybody's a believer right now. And they've, they've engaged in this, uh, in, in this space. And, uh, and, it's, and it's helping, you know, it, it, it's, an, it's allowing us to look at people eye to eye. And I love what Mike had to say there about the convergence of, of uh, marketing and digital uh, people on your team and, and the relational uh, marketers, you know, like your major donor or your mid-level reps. You know, a lot of times we kind of work in our own lane and, and maybe come together uh, for a, a time here or there throughout the year but it's such a time for us all to lock arms and just figure out how do we do this together? And, you know, so, um, you know, numerous times in the last 10 days, I've been on calls like this with Jeremy and saying, 
hey, help me think this through a little bit. What's a digital solution here? What can we, how can we deliver something uh, to major donors that we typically would not rely on a digital platform? We trust our relationships and, and um, you know, being able to connect. So that's really important, you know, and just how we can all, you know, really come together and figure out how we can, uh, how we can get it done inside our organizations. And one of the things I've found, which is fun, is that most of the major donor reps that um, I've been working with and talking to every day, head of our major donor fundraising, a lot of them are ideation people. And so they have these great ideas and you just unleash them on a, hey, go dream about what we could do. And then you fill in the gaps of here's what we can actually do from a technology standpoint. And the ideas that are coming out are, are awesome. Like they're going to do some really good things. And if not, they're going to be some really good tests for our organization to go out and try. So one of the challenges that we're all dealing with, Mike mentioned it earlier, is working from home. You know, not all of us have experience working from home. Um, many are um, being forced into their homes entirely. They can't even go uh, to a coffee shop or an office at all. Um, so how do you manage your day? How do you manage your time as a major or mid-level rep when you've got distractions at home, when you've got just a different environment than you might normally work in? How do you manage your time so you can be productive? Oh, Mike is uh, looking at me, I think, to start this one. So I think Mike has a lot to add to this. But um, I'll, I'll just give you a couple of things, and then uh, you guys should you should chime in. I, you know, Jeremy, I know, has been working remotely for years, so he's probably the best uh, thought leader on the screen <laughs> you know, on this subject. But, you know, the biggest thing I can say is, first off, get up and start your day the same way you would start it if you're going to the office. You know, don't, I, you know, I'm looking at a lot of social media and people are kind of snarky about, uh, you know, how they're, how they're operating throughout the, throughout the day now working from home. And I think treat it like a work day, you know, treat, you know, uh, prepare yourself um, mentally, physically, um, spiritually for the day. And, um, and I think the big thing is just, is the start of the day, get off to the same kind of start that you would if you were heading, heading into the office. Don't, don't cut a corner and, and how you how you would prepare, you know, for your day. Um, Mike mentioned a moment ago, just about, you know, it's a crazy culture. I mean, I, uh, as Mike was talking, I was just kind of hoping one of his kids would dash across the screen as a great teaching moment or something, but you know, um, that's the reality of, of, of where we are today. Um, however, I would say do your best to try to create a space that's uh you know that that's a professional environment for you as much as you can you know some people you know in their living uh situation they can't do that but try to create an environment that allows you to focus allows you to uh, attend to your priorities that day uh, but as much as you can to try to just uh, create that space that, that makes it look familiar to you as to what you're doing mike what do you think 
Yeah, I think that's good. That's what I would say too, is get in your rhythm, get up at the same time, do your same morning rhythm, do what you do. You know, I, I kind of joked yesterday with our team, like, hey, if there's one day of the month that you end up in your PJs all day, whatever, nobody, you don't have to turn your video on that day, but you know, be prepared to turn your video on, right? So <clears throat> I think if you get in a rhythm like that, that's good. The situation we're living in right now makes it a little bit more difficult because for people like me, people like Jeremy, you know, we're having the noise of our children in the house right now. So it's one of the things where I tried to make our team comfortable with is like, hey, try to set yourself up on a spot where you can work, but realizing many situations, both parents work, and now all of a sudden you have kids at home going, what do I do now? I need something to eat, you know, or if they're smaller, the older, the sudden they're crying over here and daycare is closed. And so it's a little bit chaotic. So I think in this scenario too, you just have to allow yourself a little bit to go, <clears throat> there's going to be somebody at some point, somebody's going to open my door or something like that and pop their head in and go, Oh, oops, you know? So there's, we just have to allow ourselves a little space for that to cue the door, you know, but there's gotta be like, there's gotta be a little space in our current environment to just go, Hey, it's all right. You know, if the dog barks cause the mailman came, that's all right. You know, if a kid pops in the door, that's okay. Um, <clears throat> there's worse things that could happen, but I think overall working virtually and Jeremy, like I said, it can speak to this when we work together at uh, food for the hungry. I always tell everybody who worked there for seven and a half years. Uh, and Jeremy and I were never in the same location and Jeremy was running marketing. So very important role at food for the hungry and running marketing and never lived here in Phoenix with me. So the other thing I'd say too, during the day is give yourself a break. You know, don't just pound through the whole time and never stop. Uh, rub it in people's face right now. But, you know, this time of year in Phoenix is great. So for me, I'm like, man, I think I'll go outside and sit by the pool and enjoy a little sun, you know, whatever it takes, wherever your environment is. If you can't go outside, do something that gives yourself a break during the day. Yeah, and I think, I think we've kind of hit on it a little bit, but I want to be very direct about it. Now is the time to over-communicate. Now is the time to pick up the phone, to get on a Zoom call to be in other people's lives because what's happening out there is the ones that are single that don't have anyone at home, they're probably getting a little lonely. And I've heard that from some of my coworkers who are single and they don't have people around them. They're getting lonely. And so you, they need that human touch. And when you're not able to be in the same physical location with people, um, the natural communication that happens in the hallway around the coffee station, you know, that natural communication isn't happening right now. And you um, begin to feel all of that missing. And and so get some of that communication in during the day. It's going to lighten your spirits. There you know there's more to your health than just your physical health. There's a spiritual and mental side as Tim mentioned and and so you need to be able to refresh those things throughout the day. Otherwise you're going to get stuck uh, where you come to the end of the day and you you're just exhausted and you don't know how you're going to make it to the next day. Um so make sure you're communicating, communicating well and communicating about things that are not all just work related. Just check in on people and see how they're doing during this time. So uh, one last question for both of you. How do you inspire donors with a long-term vision for your nonprofit at a time like this right now? I'll jump in on this one first, uh, since Tim's been you know, leading the charge here. But um, <clears throat> I would say at this time, really telling them stories because the people that are giving to you, especially in the mid major range, a lot of those donors really love your organization. 
Um, and I even think it's a good distraction where people are, you know, they're right now they're worried about what's going to happen and, you know, how long they're going to be at home, that sort of thing. So tell people stories, you know, if they're in the frame of mind, even if they're, even if they're feeling a little fear, I think it's a good thing. I was just coaching some mid-level reps the other day on this saying, tell them a story. If you can get them to the point where you're like, Hey, we'll pray for those things at the end. Would it help you if I told you a story about how someone else is living during this time? So I think if you can bring people back to the passion of going, oh yeah, gosh, there's people around the world that, you know, I might have to be having some fear right now and be stuck in my house, but there's people around the world who have it worse and want to hear that story. Or there's a need over here for someone to get educated. And man, I still am passionate about that. I may be a little bit more conservative with my money, but I'm still going to give something because I'm super passionate about that. So it's the same thing we've always preached is tell them a story. Tell them a story about one person if you can. And I think that's going to be a, I think that's going to be a huge help with both mids and majors. I like what Mike said there about uh, be a distraction, create a, create a distraction for people. This is uh, these are crazy times when you're going through a crisis, um, you know, and as, as we're doing this particular call together, um, we're in the middle of a, of a major, major crisis in, in our country right now, in the world. Um, oftentimes, when you're with your donors, though, they're in the middle of a crisis. It could be a family crisis. It could be a business crisis. Um, this is just good practice as you think about uh, donor engagement. And, boy, I... I I can't even think of how many times that a donor has responded to me with uh, after a call, after a meeting, um, after a video call like this these days with, uh, thanks so much for calling. I needed this today. I needed to get my mind off of what I'm going through and, and what we're experiencing right now. You know, you've got parents that are suddenly figuring out how to be educators, you know, because their kids are home uh, in the middle of the school year. Um, you know, you've got uh, husbands and, uh, and wives that are uh, family members that are in a small contained space for an extended uh, period of time. You've got homes where, uh, you know, one or one or both of the uh, uh, spouses in the family travel a great deal and suddenly they're off the road and they're with each other 24 seven. And in the middle of all that, you have an opportunity to distract them from all of that current uh, madness that they're dealing with the worry, um, the fears that could be associated with the, uh, the crisis that they're walking through in that, in that given moment. And um, you're able to let them lean back into the vision of what you do and the cause of your, of your organization. So I would just uh, really think about that not as a negative, but as a, as, a, as a positive. Some people, I talked to a guy yesterday, he said, man, I just feel like, it's disingenuous for me to call donors right now because they're going through so much. And I told him I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with them more that this is a time when at some point in their day, they're thinking about you if you're one of their top organizations that they give to and wondering how you, how you're surviving, how, how you're, you're, you're getting along. You know, I'm on a call later this week with an organization that, 
that we give to for that they reached out and said, listen, would you jump on a call with, with us, with about 15 other individuals? And, and we just want to update you on how we're managing this and pick your brain and get your, uh, get your advice on, on, on this process. I think, boy, I love that invitation. Cause like, you know what it did? It caused me to shift immediately to what they do and how important it is, uh, how important their mission is. And uh, people will love that. I mean, they'll, they'll engage that. If they don't have time for it, they won't engage, you know. But when they engage, they're going to be very interested in this and, and embrace that distraction. That's a, that's a great idea. I mean, I can just imagine how, what a good feeling that would present to your donor to ask their advice on what you do right now. Uh, that's a that's a fabulous idea. Well, thank you both um, for this time. I really appreciate you guys coming on here. I have an exciting announcement for um, those of you who are watching this. Uh, Tim and Mike and I are doing some training courses, and the first one that's coming out uh, very soon is on major donor engagement, and it's hours and hours and hours of great great instruction from Tim on how you build, manage, and grow your major donor program. So if you'd like information on that, I'd encourage you to sign up. If you go to nonprofitdonor.com slash major donors, nonprofitdonor.com slash major donors, you can sign up there. We'll let you know when that is released and when you can come in and uh, take a look at that. And it's going to be life-changing for your organization's major donor program. So thank you both um, for your time today and appreciate it. And uh, um, please let us know in the comments below this video. Um, what information, what questions you might have for our next time together. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nonprofit Answers Podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting service. Your rating and review will help other nonprofit professionals find this podcast to get their nonprofit questions answered. Thanks again.